to see we do have a voice. I'm your host, Shelly Turner. Being diagnosed with breast cancer is where the discussion starts. Breast cancer doesn't care where you live. It doesn't care who you know, how healthy you are, how many initials you have behind your name, or what color your skin is. This podcast is a platform that will create discussion in order to help you find your story, your decisions, your information, and your understanding. Now let's get into it. Kelly, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Because your story is going to be a little more like me in a minute. But Kelly, I just wanted to welcome you to see We Do Have a Voice. And thank you again for taking the time out to share your story. Basically, that's what this platform is designed for. I've invited women to come and share their story. This is really not about, you know, what you're doing medically. Just tell your story. You know, what mm-hmm. what's in your heart? You know, why is this your journey now? What was your journey before mm-hmm. you were diagnosed? Because every guest we've had on the show is either in treatment, finishing mm-hmm. treatment, newly diagnosed, right, or a deer with headlights. You know, looking like, mm-hmm. like what, you know, what are you talking about? My doctor said Absolutely. this, my doctor said that. What does it mean? So we basically, mm-hmm. I basically wanted just to create a form, a platform for women to come and tell your story. You know, let your, let your heart do the talking, you know, what's in your heart. And what I said to you prior to the actual recording, you are an advocate for the BRCA. I am, And I just will let you know that I literally had a guest that didn't know what the BRCA was. Never, never heard of it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, what is that? Mm -hmm. And you think if you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, that's mm-hmm. one of the options. Absolutely. And one of the things your doctor is suggesting. That's, that's right, that you should be genetically tested. Mm-hmm. That should be the first thing, absolutely. And yep. like I said, she had never heard of it. And that's why conversations like this one are so important so we can get the word out to everyone to let them know that it's out there and it's for us and we really need to start asking these questions. And it's not even a question. It's something that the doctor would, you know, when they ask you, well, what's your, you know, what is your family dynamic? You know, do you have that in your history in your family? Well, yeah, I have three sisters that lost the battle. I have friends who are no longer here along with their mother, along with their sibling. And I know a few people like that, you know, where the, the mother died, the sister died, and no one knew about the BRCA. And for me, my youngest sister who lost her battle, she did take the BRCA. And because we both were with um, the same health organization, her doctor asked for approval to go to my doctor to share the information. And she and I both had an estrogen sensitive cancer. But, you know, like I said, unfortunately, she lost the battle. I'm so sorry for your loss, but Thank you. I'm definitely grateful that your doctor went the extra step for you to just make sure that you were tested, that not a lot of them would do that. Oh, they don't. Like I said, if you if you had breast mm-hmm. cancer and you've been you have some information and your doctor is not even suggesting right. that to you. You know, if you have daughters, how come you're not running to the, you know, to the office? Absolutely. So yeah. And we run into that with a lot of African-American mm-hmm. women because of the, the still the racial dynamic. That's right. Even in oncology, mm-hmm. where one guest was told that black women don't get mammograms. 
one guest was told, um, well, the chemo is going to start in 30 days because we have to wait for the medication. It comes from Miami. Oh, my goodness. And this was a, uh, so can, I've heard can you, can you <laughs> I've heard some stories. I've heard some the, stories. The heaviness of that when you know that your life hangs in the balance and someone tells you that you have to wait 30 days to even begin to, you know, mitigate the risk like that. That's that's really heavy. And when you don't know the difference, mm-hmm. when you let that be mm-hmm. your only word. Mm-hmm. So. Kelly, tell me about you. You were in the military. Yeah, so I was in the Army for 11 years. I am mm. also uh, an Army brat. So my dad was in the Army and I married a soldier. My husband was in the Army. And so we are an, a military family. And That's uh, your family. Yeah. That's who you, that's who you are. Yes, and so my husband retired here um, in the Atlanta area, but we're actually from Georgia. So it all worked out. Mm-hmm. So we essentially came home when he retired. Oh, cool. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a blessing to be here. We've been here back in Atlanta now. We transitioned from D.C. and we've been here now for okay. about 18 years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. OK, home. Yes. Yes, certainly. And so in terms of where my journey in mm-hmm. this space, in this cancer space, I am the daughter of a breast cancer survivor. My mom has oh, had cool. breast cancer twice and wow. my sister um, is also a breast cancer survivor. And really? I just I have a younger sister that just finished active treatment for ovarian cancer. And so really? cancer has woven this ugly thread throughout our family. And because mm-hmm. I am a BRCA1 previvor and a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know what a previvor is, I'll just share that with you all is that a previvor is someone that is genetically disposed to cancer, but has never had cancer. And so that's me. Um, you know, I've never had cancer myself, but my mom and my sisters have. And because I had an 75% chance of getting breast cancer and an 80% chance of getting ovarian cancer, I decided to have a preventative or prophylactic mastectomy and hysterectomy. Okay. And so okay. that is that is my story. I had my surgeries um, in 2018. Really? Mm-hmm. And so I've just You'll... been living my life out loud uh, ever since then, just so that if there are others like me that are wondering kind of what their options are, they can see a face mm-hmm. that looks like them. But what you did is brave. Thank you for and that. And I commend you. Thank you. Because when you are told that you have a cancer gene, mm-hmm. but you don't quite have cancer no. yet. I know. So it's... should we wait? It's scary. Or should we go? And Mm -hmm. I take my hat off to you because I don't think I could have done preventative. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I opted to have my breast removed and my ovaries removed because Mm -hmm. I had breast cancer three Mm -hmm. times. So, so let's see. 1998 was the first diagnosis. 12 years later, Mm -hmm. it came back on the right side. Originally, it was on the left side. And then in 2020, I got a HER2 positive. Wow. On the original side. And oh my goodness. I was I was just I think and like I, I tell the story that I wanted to go back the day after my mm-hmm. surgery to apologize to the technicians because I was ugly that day. Mm-hmm. I was because I was oh. angry. I was just kind of it was like, <laughs> why am I doing this again? You, of course. You, you know, we did the preventative. I removed my of breast. Of course. I let you take my ovaries out. Wow. And sometimes I even forget that I remove my mm-hmm. ovaries because it's like, oh, yeah, I did that. But it's like we do all this preventative and everything in the in the conversation with yes. oncologies, with the radiologist. It's a that's 
the lead in is mm-hmm. preventative. Everything is preventative. We're going to prevent this. And let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. do that. And I just think cancer is still trying to be the loudest voice in the room. And that's why I wanted to create this platform. I love you for doing that. Thank you for that. Thank you. I mean, because look at you, cancer three times and out here thriving. But the thing of the best part about it is that you could have just easily like, oh, that was my story and I'm going to move on from here. Mm-mm. But the fact that you Mm-mm. are reaching back to make sure that others no. are informed and engaged. I mean, that's such an important um, that's that's really important. So thank you for doing that. Well, I am humbled. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you. But it's just important for women to know that you're not the only one. That's right. And we talk about it here because some women still make a decision to go silent. Mm-hmm. And let I think can- that that's us though. I think mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. culturally, you know, I'm gonna speak for my family. Yes, I know that culturally yes. we're like, don't be out here telling everybody my business <laughs> and what you know, what goes on in this house. Yes, stays, stays in this house. right, right. And right. I think that that is like culturally kind of how we move, right? And so for us to be well, for me, I'm again I'm speaking for myself, but for right. me to be out here telling people about my breast is Yes, 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 yes. We don't talk about that. Yeah, don't tell like, anybody not, that. Don't yeah, tell anybody because yeah. you hear mm-hmm. the myths. We've heard the mm-hmm. myths where, you know, you know that's contagious. Mm. Okay. Well, I, you know, there's stories that I've heard with these women, you know, how the yeah. husbands leave. And, oh, you know, because, yeah, it is. It's really mm-hmm. sad that for the ignorance to be, you know, that's sad because mm-hmm. that's sad ignorance to me. You leave your mm-hmm. family because your wife has cancer because you were told cancer is contagious. You know, you oh don't want to get it. So there's a lot, there's a lot of reasons to have conversations with women and Mm -hmm. not, you know, just to try to kind of move you away from being that silent voice, because your story is going to heal somebody. Your story is is just going to resonate with somebody. If it's just that second, or if Mm -hmm. it's just a word that you said that they heard of, they said, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm not the Mm -hmm. only one. So that's that's the whole point in the community that's the most important part, I think, that I've learned from all of this, because sometimes you can feel like you're on an island and you're mm-hmm. all alone and you're going through this. And, oh, it's just me. But the strength of community is a thing that has really just kind of been, you know, propelled me and been like, I hate to sound uh, mm-hmm. cheesy, but like been, you know, the 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 the, the wind, the push that I needed, the women, the sales, but because mm-hmm. it makes a difference that again, like um, the reason why I think it's so important for people like you and for people like me to show Mm -hmm. up is so that Mm -hmm. we can see ourselves represented in the space and build community around that and know that we are not alone. And to know that even if I don't necessarily have all the answers, wait, I remember hearing this person speak this one thing and maybe Mm -hmm. they can redirect me to where I need to go. And so that's why I think conversations like this are so important Mm -hmm. because it almost has like a ripple effect. I I might not know everything, but I, I may know somebody that can help you. Exactly. Right? The shared information how. is the healing. Absolutely. When you Absolutely. can, yeah, when you might not hear what you want, but that person that doesn't have it says, but well, wait a minute, mm-hmm. let me have somebody call you. Let me give you this information. That's but the it. information is always going to be up to you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a choice you make for yourself and you'll That's have it. that, you'll have that experience. Either you will or you won't, you know, That's you make it. a decision to make a decision and that is your decision. Oh, so, that's a whole word right there. <laughs> that's, 
that's the whole word. It yes. is, but it's like when you decide yes. to make a decision, you've made a decision mm-hmm. to that's call, good. to, you know, take it a step further, to, that's you good. know, involve yourself with this group, mm-hmm. to, you know, listen to what they said one more time. And, mm-hmm. you know, so in your community, and you said because your mother and your two sisters are survivors? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, one with um, both my mother and my sister had breast cancer and my baby mm-hmm. sister had ovarian cancer. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And are they, what are, do you have, I mean, are you guys involved in community work there as a whole or what are you doing, Kelly? Yes. So I, um, you know, and actively, like I was sharing with you, I'm typically a very private person. But I can't tell. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> very private person. But uh-huh. I've tried to use, you know, my platform through Instagram to really just share the, yeah. the message about the importance of genetic testing and mm-hmm, really how mm-hmm. we can um, change the dynamics of our family. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when people hear my story, they think, oh my gosh, that's so drastic. You had those mm-hmm. surgeries and mm-hmm. that may be drastic to some, yes. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't have the surgeries like I did, you can always get surveillance, but mm-hmm. knowledge mm-hmm. is power, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. It's the genetic testing is the piece that's so important. Mm-hmm. And so I've been able to partner with so many wonderful organizations in my, really? my attempt to just get the word out. Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked with them for the breast of us and Tiger Lily and I'm active with the breasties. And so I've just been engaged with all of these different communities. Braca Strong, which is, you know, another mm-hmm. um, organization that really tries to emphasize genetic testing, um, but really just trying to get the word out. So mm-hmm. again, that people that look like us know mm-hmm. that what their options are. And there are options. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the key, which you just said, to let them know what their options are, because mm-hmm. every day there's a, another option added to the list. Mm-hmm. So there are mm-hmm. more options for, for women, African-American yes. women, to get the whole story, to, to be able to reach out and get more information from anybody that you'd like to because it's there, but you just have mm-hmm. to know. And that's what I wanted to establish on this platform that there are places that have right. the information that you need. The ones that wanna be quiet about it, you can still be quiet, mm-hmm. but find someone. You know, Advocate for yourself because you're gonna be the one walking into the doctor's office. You can take whoever you wanna take but you're going to be the one this whole conversation is about. Mm -hmm. I think that that is such a solid point that you're making. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to, um, to add to that about walking into these spaces. Cause I know for me, I'm growing into that place Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. I'm starting to ask my doctor questions like, Mm -hmm. okay, you said that it was this, but why can Mm -hmm. you talk me more through that? Can you explain that to me? And I'm at the point now, just because I've been in those, these circles and I know that it really Mm -hmm. makes a difference. Mm -hmm. You said that. So let me write that down or Mm -hmm. let me record it in case I have to revisit it when I'm clear of mine, I can take it in, or maybe I can let somebody else read it and they can kind of parse it and explain it to me a little bit differently. But I'm learning that we are our own best advocates. And so that's definitely one of the things that I've learned at my big age, because again, I'm I'm learning and unlearning so many things, Uh right? I'm learning that it's okay to ask questions when it pertains to me and not just take, oh, he's the doctor, so he knows. No, but you're Mm -hmm. talking about me and my body and how it affects me and how it Mm -hmm. affects my family. So I'm going to need to peel back the onion on that. I'm going to need to ask more questions. And I think a lot of times we were taught that we shouldn't 
again, I'm just talking about me and my family. Oh, no, like no, but a lot of you're really we're, speaking generally because <laughs> we're we're taught we're taught little girls should be seen and not heard. Mm-mm. And so it almost Mm-mm. causes us to kind of shrink a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't be mm-hmm. too loud mm-hmm. and don't be too flashy. Mm-hmm. And why are you asking these questions? But it's about me and it's about my body. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. older that I'm getting, I'm learning to ask questions and push the envelope more when it pertains to me and mine. Well, the whole idea here is to let cancer know you're not going to be the loudest voice in the room anymore. Mm-hmm. To use your voice, because we have a voice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what you're doing is you are advocating to mm-hmm. share the voice, share your voice, open your mouth, say it out That's loud. It. I have cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you you know, cancer doesn't have you. That's it. You're going to tell cancer what to do. That's it. You're going to do the whole thing, but it's going to be you. and It's going to be your decisions. And like I said before, you can take everybody with you. You can have all the support you have. You mm-hmm. can go get all the pamphlets. You can get all the books and they can either sit in your car or they can come in the house with you. You can leave them in the bag or you can take them out the bag. You can you have to be the one. You're going to be the only one that makes that move. And if you don't make the move, then there may be a move. I love that you said you said that. May I share a quick story yeah, with you? Because it's so funny that you said that. Because you have a bag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. When I was grateful, you know, because a lot of people's stories I understand, I know that are not like mine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I, you know, you know, would talk to my physician about mm-hmm. my mom having breast cancer twice and, mm. you know, we were talking and dialoguing. And he actually, my primary care physician actually recommended that I get genetically tested. Mm -hmm. And so we had this conversation during one of my um, annual exams. And I was like, oh, I heard about that. Right. That's the Angelina Jolie test, right? She got genetically tested. She's like a famous previvor. I was like, yeah, I heard about that. He's like, I really think that you should do it. He was (laughs) like, because if you get genetically tested, then it will allow you to kind of know what the markers are. And then we can have a strategy for your health care. Make your own decision. Right. Exactly. And I was like, oh, that sounds really, really good. That sounds awesome. And so he gave me all the paperwork and he was like, well, we can talk about it now. I was like, I'm busy. I got a lot of things to do, but give me the paperwork. I'll come come back to you and we can talk about it. Mm hmm. And so you know that that paperwork sat in my car. Of course, because it really do, didn't pertain to you. It, it was, I didn't do anything no. with it. Right. It, <laughs> I rode, it, rode around with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Rode, take it, yeah. goes to Rolled work or, with you, go to the grocery store, yeah. wherever you're going, you go, and that bag is in the back. Yep, you don't do anything Mm-mm. with it. So Mm-mm. what you're saying is absolutely true. You have to make the decision. And so mm-hmm. j- just to um, close the loop on, on that story. So I did not get genetically tested. Right. Mm-hmm. And five years later, really? I had another. Yeah, I know. Five years. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> five, five years later, I had another exam. This one was a female exam. So I was okay. getting my parts, my parts <laughs> See, checked the vessels out, right? checked. OK. Yes. I was getting everything checked out. And the nurse practitioner asked me, oh, I see you have a history of cancer in Mm -hmm, your family. mm -hmm. Would you like to get genetically tested? And I was like, oh, I heard about that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, let me tell you more. I was like, oh, I'm in a rush. I got to go. Thank you for telling me. And she was like, well, it'll only take a minute. And I was like, oh, I don't have a minute. She was like, it'll be quick. And so had she not persisted. Because you were classically trying to get out the door. I got to go. I got something to do. Exactly. But I think that as, you know, mothers and Mm -hmm. 
wives and black women in mm-hmm. general, mm-hmm. we are always on to the next thing. And it's hard in a for hurry. us to always in a hurry. Exactly. Stop to take a minute mm-hmm. to take the time that we need for ourselves. Because I was probably on the way to drop off cup, you, mm-hmm. you know, a million other motherly things to mm-hmm. do, but taking a test that would make Something sure for that me. I was, yes. And here long enough to continue bringing cupcakes, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't think about it like that. No, you don't. Because that's really, that's, that's really not, what it does. That's not your mindset. Yeah. And it cannot be your mindset until it's actually you. Mm-hmm. You could have all the mm-hmm. information you could have, just like you have it. it. You have it genetically in your family. It mm-hmm. could be your girlfriend. It could be anybody That's you it. know, but still your life is not going to be in that productive lane as mm-hmm. somebody that is dealing with breast cancer. You can mm-hmm. be the support. You can yeah. be that advocate. You could be a ride. You could be anything mm-hmm. they need you to be. But mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be late today because I got something to do because this is not <laughs> your lane. You know, it yes. really doesn't become your lane until it's your lane. And, Oof, and then... Yeah your whole dynamic is different because once you have breast cancer, once you have cancer, you've had cancer mm-hmm. and it doesn't change, doesn't change. It does change who you are because mm-hmm. who would you have been and what would you have been doing? That's right. And, Unle- you know, until this detour tank, cause you're, you're on a detour. That's right. I know that it has, has to shift the mm-hmm. whole perspective, the whole you're, way you're you, different. You everything is, life. everything is different. You know, mm-hmm. just like I, I mentioned, sometimes I forget that I had my ovaries removed, but I'm very clear every day that I have mm-hmm. my breast removed. Mm-hmm. And some days it, you know, it it's never really bothered me, but mm-hmm. some days I wonder what if. Right. And I even ask my oncologist a lot because my oncologist is a wonderful, wonderful man. Love oh, him. That's awesome. Love him to pieces. And we talk oh, about good. it all the time. And I'm like, you know, did I really have to have my breast removed? And then mm-hmm. we tried to go through the whole reconstruction thing. But mm-hmm. the doctors that I ran into with their understanding of what I needed to look like as far as mm-hmm. they were concerned. Mm. No, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. One doctor, he went out to talk to his wife on the phone because he said he hadn't talked to her all day. So he Yay. excused himself. And when he came back, Shelly was gone. I said, wow. no. And one one lady, I just broke down and I just cried because I just couldn't understand oh why she was saying this to me and why did she mm-hmm. feel that I would be okay with this? And she says, well, why are you crying? I said, but why are you talking to me like that? Mm-hmm. And I, I gave that up, that whole idea. Cause I'm wow. like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really content with the way the my surgeon did it, because mm-hmm. I've seen some that just look like a boulder dropped on some, you know, their chest, and it's a big mm-hmm. hole and a big gaping gap. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who did that to you? But mm-hmm. what my doctor did for me, I'm fine. You know, it's like, oh, okay, this works. I'm glad that you had a yeah. positive outcome. I really am. And then you see I women really that am. didn't, mm-hmm. and you're like, how are you functioning? You know, mm-hmm. and. I recently saw, um, how did she do this? She did a get together or they did mm-hmm. some kind of party where women that had had mastectomies did an exposure, but they, oh. but they were dressed beautifully. They were mm-hmm. done, the makeup, it was beautiful. Oh, I was like, I'm nice. doing that next time. I said, don't call okay. me cause I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so, you know, okay. you have to really know who you are yes. to be able to, you, you know, you're going to be on this journey after you get your first diagnosis. You're going to be on this journey regardless of how mm-hmm. you decide to be on the journey. Right. But I just want to create a space where you understand you don't lose yourself. You mm-hmm. do not lose who you are. 
You mm-hmm. gain to me what God has created you to be amazing, mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. You have the strength that you didn't know you had. And you're getting ready to function in a way that God is going to give you the strength, breath in your body and life in your bones every single day to do exactly what you were created to do. And nothing's going to cancer is not going to steal that from you unless you let it. And you want to have that pity party every day or, you know, cancer this and cancer that you're letting cancer run your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not, you know, some people make it and some people don't. Mm-hmm. But it's more important that you find the quality of your life. It really, really That's is with a cancer, with cancer, find your quality, live, live mm-hmm. your life mm-hmm. and dare cancer to, you know, take your breath away. You know, mm-hmm. somebody asked me, oh, you've had it three times. Well, what if it comes back? I said, and what did I say? I wish it would. I <laughs> wish it would because it. Cancer don't know who is. Yeah, it's like it, it, it won't work out. It, you won't yeah, you won't yeah. be able to do I it here. I already told you. Yeah, because there's away. no space. There's no space available That's for it. you in here. So, mm-hmm. but no, it's just I really, really am thankful. You know that you came in because you got this energy. It's like, oh, okay, I want some of that. Good for oh, that. Good. So, are you are you working that. on anything? You know, now, like, what are you guys doing in the organization? Mm-hmm. You know, in your community, what are you guys doing now? Yeah, so I'm most active um, with the breasties, and right now we're planning Camp Breasty. Yeah, that's what I wanted camp. to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like, when um, is it? It's it's going to be June sixth through 9th in Connecticut, and I'm really excited about that. Um, this will be um, their third year, our okay. third year okay. um, having Camp Breasty, and I'm telling you, it's 500 plus people. Really in the same place with the most amazing vibe, the most amazing energy. And it's you. It's like lightning in a bottle. Like, I'm just so nervous because it was so amazing last year. And I'm just like, how, how can something like this be duplicated? So there are sessions uh, with um, experts where mm-hmm, we're talking mm-hmm. about um, different procedures and cutting edge uh, like research that's being done. Clinical trials about, too? Mm-hmm, okay. Absolutely. We're talking about gender equality and okay. racial equality, all those things that really make a difference in this community and how all of us receive health care and okay. how to make it equitable for everyone. And there's um, yoga sessions. And I actually did pound for the first time. Have you ever heard of that? There's like, so there's exercise no, sessions. No, what is pound, session. Kelly? What is pound? <laughs> it's like an exercise, but with drumsticks. Oh, okay. Okay. Like yeah. a sound bath type of thing. And so it's just it's just a really amazing time. How do I go? How can I come? How do I get there? Yes. And so right now, um, registration hasn't opened yet, um, okay. but um, typically registration opens up. It'll likely open up in um, like the March or April. OK. And the goal is, you know, we're telling everyone no breasty left behind. Right. And so we're trying to crowdsource and mm-hmm. um, get donations to make it free for every breasty because that is the goal. Is that really? Yeah. So the camp is that is the goal to make camp free for everyone because it's something that everyone needs and um you know it shouldn't be a financial limitation right right because, it should, right yeah. you should not mm-hmm. be a, you know not be able to participate i'm telling you it's like it's i can't even describe it i don't even really have words but it's the most amazing time and where's the sign up actually going to be so it'll be online you, you'll likely be able to apply um the breasties have an um, instagram account Okay. Okay. Yeah. At the breasties, I think it is. And then um, they also have a website, uh, breasties.org. And so you can find more information there. I'm coming. I'm coming. You I, should. 
I am. I promise. You I saw that. Should. I saw that, and I saw that on your Instagram. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going. I mean, we okay. I'm I didn't going. even tell you the part where we had Breastival, and it was like Coachella for the breasties. Like it was a whole <laughs> well, the <party>. entertainment. <laughs> yes. So it's, no, it's I'm coming. So I'm coming. Yeah. I'm going to send you the link. Okay, so please, when, if you don't, if you don't, I'm, ne I'm never going to believe in a word yes, you say. When, when it's active and open, I'm going to okay, send you the link. Perfect, perfect, perfect. But Kelly, I wanted to thank you so much, so, so very much for taking the time and going back and forth with the schedule. I really appreciate your willingness to participate with us today. But thank you so much for your time. Thank of you, course. thank you, thank you. And I look forward to that link because I look forward to not virtually hugging you, but hugging you in person and thanking you again for your time. Same. Thank you all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This message that you all are sharing is so important. And so I'm excited to be a part of it. Thank you again for everything that you're doing. Thanks everyone for listening. Make sure to follow and rate the show wherever you get your podcast. This podcast is produced by Rainbow Creatives with executive producer Matthew Jones. Producers, Steven Selnick and editors and mixers, Rob Johnson and Stefano Montelli. See you on the next one.